The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. A skin knee tells a story of rough play. A scar over the heart tells a story of surgery. And a scar on the wrist tells a story of despair. All wounds, big or small, tell a story. And Thomas wants to know the story of Jesus' wounds today. Thomas shows courageous loyalty in the other two times in the Gospel of John when he speaks. In chapter 11, he tells all the other apostles that they should go to Jerusalem with Jesus so that they can die with him. Then in chapter 14, Thomas asks Jesus the way to where he's going so that he can accompany Jesus to where he's going. Thomas showed how much he loved Jesus in the Gospel of John, even if it meant dying. But now in chapter 20, is it any different for Thomas? Today we read the other apostles were locked in the upper room because they were afraid. But that first day, Thomas wasn't with them. If the other disciples were locked up because they were afraid, then we can extrapolate that since Thomas wasn't with them, he was not afraid. Thomas's courageous loyalty didn't stop with the death of Jesus. But as with anyone, 
who has put everything he had into something that seems like a failure. Thomas suffered from a wounded heart. The only thing that would heal his broken heart were the wounds of Jesus. All the pain Thomas suffered from Jesus' death was real. And he wasn't going to let go of the truth that Jesus died. Nothing would make the pain bearable, much less go away, except the same Jesus. A ghost could be seen but not touched. A figment of the disciples' imagination could be thought but not touched. And if Jesus could not be touched, then there would be no healing for Thomas' wounded heart. However, if Thomas could touch the wounds of Christ, then Thomas's story could change. His wounds could heal. Seeking healing in the wounds of Christ has a long tradition in Christianity, and within the Lutheran tradition, it starts with Martin Luther and his sermons on the Passion of Christ. But I would like to point out two artists. First is the composer Diedrich Buxahuda, great name, who in 1680 composed a set of cantatas to the wounds of Christ, titled Membra Jesu Nostri. In this beautiful piece of music, Buxahuda desires the wounds of Christ because the wounds expose the power of love. They are springs of blood that cleanse dirty hearts and provide refuge at the hour of death. The other artist is a poet, Katharina Regina von Breifenberg, another great name. In the late 17th century, she wrote beautiful meditations on the passion of Jesus. She poetically called the wounds of Christ the best orders of God's love. She also calls them graves for our sins. She calls them our sepulchre. And finally, she calls them the gates of heaven. These two Lutheran artists both sought the wounds of Christ because of the story those wounds told. Jesus' wounds no longer tell a story of pain, suffering, loss, and grief, but a story of new life, beyond the pain, suffering, loss, and grief. Today, Thomas didn't need proof as much as he needed healing. A phantom wasn't going to help Thomas to keep going. Pleasantries would not soothe Thomas's grief, and nice thoughts wouldn't forgive his sins. The only thing to heal Thomas's wounded heart was the resurrected Jesus. See, our wounds need to tell a story besides the one ending in sin, pain, and death. And we know our wounds, the sins we committed, or the sins committed against us. And no amount of good intentions or nice thoughts will take away the pain, shame, and guilt. We might try to pretend we haven't sinned. And we might try to pretend that we're okay after being sinned against. But what we really need is something real. 
This is why Thomas is so helpful for us. Unless I touch the wounds of Christ, I will not believe. Only the wounds of Jesus will forgive my sins, because by the wounds of Christ, I know he died for me. Only the wounds of Jesus will take away my shame, because by those wounds, Jesus endured the shame of the cross. Only the wounds of Jesus will heal me because by the wounds of Christ, God's love is revealed and points to a new life going forward. Now Jesus' wounds tell the story of his death and resurrection. They tell the story of restoration and healing. They tell the story of mercy and forgiveness. Now, we might not see Jesus like Thomas did, but Jesus is bodily among us today in the Lord's Supper. It is in the Lord's Supper where Jesus' love wounds are revealed to us in his body and blood. We come to the altar today with all of our wounds. And as Isaiah 53 says, by his wounds we are healed. Jesus' wounds touch our wounds. They enclose our wounds and bring them through death into resurrection. Which means now all of our wounds tell the same story as Jesus's. One of resurrection. One of new creation. And one of hope and heaven. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.